Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, December 23rd at 9 a.m. Eastern. So let's get after it. 2019 will go down in the books as one of the best years in history for financial asset returns. In a mere image of 2018, almost every major asset class had significantly positive returns above the rate of inflation. In some ways, it looked like 2017, except that the risk-adjusted returns were significantly lower for stocks, at least relative to bonds, and this is an important consideration when thinking about asset allocation. The reason why stocks rallied so much in 2019 had more to do with falling interest rates than it had to do with improving growth in fundamentals. That's all well and good because valuation is part of the game when investing. However, it's good to understand what's driving asset prices because it informs us where to take our equity risk. This past year, U.S. corporate margins have been under significant downward pressure all year due to rising costs from an overheating economy in 2018, particularly from labor. Historically, when such pressures arise, companies either raise prices or reduce headcount. This year, U.S. corporations have decided to eat those higher costs either because they can't pass them on through higher pricing or they don't want to risk losing market share. While higher wages, full employment, and lower prices are great for the consumer and the economy, it is absolutely weighed on profitability. While it's easy to see why companies can't raise prices in such a competitive and transparent economy, why haven't they decided to reduce headcount as they normally have done in the past? I think there might be a few reasons for this that are sustainable, and this could have ramifications for what you want to do in your portfolios. First, good employees are hard to find, particularly for skilled positions. This means companies are loathe to let these employees go until they absolutely have to for fear that they might not be able to get them back. Second, many baby boomers are now retiring, which means we have a downward shift in age and years of experience in the labor force. This typically means lower productivity until these newer workers can learn the ropes. Finally, a new social contract between companies and workers may be getting renegotiated as globalization goes in reverse and populist pressures mount. Let me explain further. Starting in 2001, globalization drove U.S. employment costs as a percentage of revenues down from 66 to 57 percent by 2013. To put this in context, between 1947 and 2001, this ratio averaged 64 percent and never fell below 61 percent. Since the lows in 2013, this ratio has risen steadily back to 60%. The offset is that after-tax profit margins have fallen by about the same amount. Despite what is now a very partisan political backdrop in the U.S. and around the world, there does seem to be signs of populism on both sides of the aisle, and a good chunk of this is being driven by income inequality and disparity of income between labor and capital. If paying workers less is unpopular, firing them may be almost unacceptable politically. While it hasn't shown up yet in the numbers, rising labor costs are ultimately inflationary. Tariffs, deglobalization, and the Fed that wants to let inflation run hot are also part of this equation. From a portfolio standpoint, this means you may want to have more equity exposure and less in fixed income. And within equities, it means you want to own the kinds of stocks that are positively correlated to rising inflation and ultimately interest rates. This argues for international versus U.S. stocks, which is another way of saying value over growth. Things like banks, energy, and materials, rather than long-duration, expensive growth stocks or bond proxies. Reasonably priced, high-quality growth stocks with pricing power should do well also. We think this transition to global reflation began in 2016 and then took a break in 2018 and 19. However, global reflation appears to be moving to its next leg after this past summer's recession scare. 
Thanks for listening. We'll be taking a brief break for the holidays, but Thoughts on the Market will return with Andrew Sheets on Friday, January 3rd in 2020. On behalf of all of us, may you and yours have a warm holiday season and a very happy new year. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.